Welcome to the Review Crew. With Fran and Emma. You know I'm such a fool for you. You got me wrapped around your finger. Do you have to let it linger? Emma, Emma, do you have to let it linger? What's up, reviewers? This is the Review Crew, our immediately following St. Patrick's Day edition. Happy Irish Pride. Oh, <laughs> shit. Um, uh, but it's your co-host, Fran, toddler mom, millennial baker, co-host of this podcast. And it's also Emma, um, friend, <laughs> friend, lover, countryman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Beautiful, beautiful. I realized about two minutes ago that this was this podcast is going to come out right after St. Patrick's Day. And I was like, fuck, what's an Irish song I can sing in the beginning? And then Stephen sang me a beautiful rendition of Her Mantle So Green that I should oh. like serenade you with. But I'm like, I literally like, I can't sing that and don't know the lyrics. And I have to like, I have one minute to think of an Irish song. I know. I've I've never heard that. I want to I will. um, I know. Okay. I had told Steven that um, I was like, you know, it'd be great is that you should just come into the room with me and I shouldn't (gasps) tell Emma that you're here and then you can sing it. And he was like, I'm literally not doing that. So (laughs) then I had to pick a cranberry song because uh, that's the only thing on the top of my head that anyone would recognize. Yeah, that's a good one. We love the cranberries. Cranberries, 10 out of 10. Sure, I've only listened to your hits, but they were 10. So I can only assume the rest are 10s as well. They were. We actually, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you? How are you? I'm well, although I am also sick. So that's what it is. I mean, I have a cold. It's Mm -hmm. not so terrible mm-hmm. unfortunately it seems to be going around mm-hmm. but i still got the energy to get up go on a nice morning walk to whole foods stock up on exclusively healthy items at whole foods Ooh. and then take the subway back and now i'm here with you but still it was a great success i freaking love whole foods yeah it's a beautiful thing it's like it's like i know that i'm just being like like a lot of their products it's just it's just good marketing to specifically like our type of person but it makes me feel so yeah. good of like like if you can buy like if you're buy, buying like organic baby crackers from whole foods you're just like i'm the best mom to have ever existed because exactly. i just spent ten dollars on two crackers that my baby will distribute in her car seat dude i love that wait can i tell you my um, price shock from whole foods oh i would love so- to that it <laughs> I was trapping the sales, right? I was getting all these, you know, apples on sale, some mm-hmm. nice cottage cheese. Like I was literally being so like conscious and healthy. And I'm just like, wow, I was so successful. Mm-hmm. I get home. I look at my receipt. Everything's looking great. Except the last item that I bought was like a little tub of feta dip from this like brand called Kava. I don't know if you have that in California, but it's like mm-hmm. a chain of like Mediterranean food places. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's like Kava, like feta dip, literally just a standard hummus container do you know what i'm saying like the thin yeah. hummus container not a not a large hummus like container. maybe eight ounces exactly eight ounces is right okay guess and guess how much it freaking costs six dollars my receipt mm-hmm. said eleven dollars and fifty cents <laughs> and i was like that has to be a mistake i literally was already like i'm gonna call them like i'm yeah. getting this money back i'm going back like, yeah. <laughs> yeah and then i google it and that's the price of the feta dip Wow, that is that's fucked up. That's a I'm fucked up shook, price. But is, I feel like it's gonna be really good. It, is better, my hope. Be. it better be. 
it better be damn damn my adventure (laughs) well you know that it's just you shop the sales so hopefully it all evens out as if you did a normal a normal shopping exactly and speaking of like branding and making us feel good about ourselves Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm obsessed with these whole foods treats that are like quinoa crisps Mm -hmm. that are like covered in chocolate have you had Mm, these no no i I mean there's fucking no whole foods uh in vallejo i would have to travel to a whole foods not worth it oh my gosh it's like okay puffed quinoa covered in chocolate literally just Mm -hmm. tastes exactly like a crunch bar but because the crunchies are like puffed quinoa i'm like Mm -hmm. this is so healthy there it is (laughs) and so what they sold is little those little puffed chocolate quinoa crisps mm-hmm. but individually packaged and mm-hmm. with easter sprinkles on them <laughs> adorable like, oh hell yeah uh, that perfect perfect that sounds delightful and you know what quinoa we got some uh that's a fucking native south american grain whole grain super good super protein filled and then you're nice. getting chocolate fucking native to central america (laughs) we're just like repping the americas here full of antioxidants it basically is a health food yeah exactly it's a health food and a political statement i love that yeah (laughs) we'll interpret it to shock at whole foods (laughs) Uh, we'll interpret it that way but you know what else you can often find at a whole foods but i'm i often gleefully find at costco and buy every time tell me Kerrygold butter oh, to so bring good. it back to a little Irish an Irish thing. I again had no plans to do an Irish episode, so I'm just gonna try and sprinkle in things I randomly think of. But Kerrygold butter is truly like it's a ten out of ten. It's so good, and I love that it comes in a gold packaging. It's the Willy so Wonka good. bar of butter. Going to the butter museum with you and Stephen was truly a highlight of my life. Where was that? Was that in? somewhere in ireland you know it was in about? somewhere in ireland yeah for sure i'm trying to remember i'm like was that in cork somewhere i'm like was it in Kerry, or, or do i just think that because that's Kerry gold <laughs> i think that that is what's <laughs> happening i'm pretty sure that was in cork because that's where we stayed longer and kind of like walked around more nice. um yeah one visiting ireland 10 out of 10 two going to a butter museum imagine this imagine this reviewers you first learn that there's a butter museum in Ireland. So obviously you have to go because like, why wouldn't you? And then you go and it's like one of those very small local museums that like has like a feeling like a library and half the museum is basically just Kerrygold advertising. Of like <laughs> a, like a, you, there's a small documentary playing on a loop that is just uh, about the history of the Kerrygold company and how they marketed their butter <laughs> around the world. <laughs> and then also there's a bunch of just like, cause like there's just not that much stuff to put in the butter museum. Um, specifically of Irish butter like this is not a butter museum of the world this is an Irish butter museum clearly funded by (laughs) Kerrygold and so you go in there's like you know all the Kerrygold advertising it's like a history of their packaging and examples of all their packaging and then there's like a big table with like a small like I'm imagining it in Legos but it definitely wasn't Legos but it's like a small diorama of like a farm with cows. Farm. It's just like, here's some green plastic and some plastic cows on it. And it's just like, this is very educational. Um, but they did have in display, which was really cool, bog butter, which is like, there's all like the peat bogs in Ireland, yeah. um, which preserve stuff like human bodies. Um, but also just like this ancient fucking like thousands of years old. I think it was thousands of years. I don't actually remember where it was from. Um like a fucking container i don't what do you call that like a, a barrel like a wooden a wooden mm. container that had like ancient preserved butter in it but wow um, 10 out of 10 that was that. so cool 
<laughs> I don't remember that, but I'm loving to hear about it. <laughs> You're loving to relearn what we learned there. It really <laughs> stuck out to me. Um, so quaint. Uh, love. We love to see it. And I think of it every time I go and absolutely fall for all of the advertising of Kerrygold and buy it and believe it's better than any other butter. 10 out of 10. Everybody get it for St. Patrick's Day, which I understand is now before this podcast comes out. So you can get it in the honor of St. Patrick's Day after St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> If you ever see, okay, I'm actually partial to French butter. Obviously, Irish butter also great. Yeah, I French mean, butter superior. Can't knock it. Can't knock the French butter. And if you ever get the chance to try a French butter that is in a gold wrapper mm. with like a black sticker on top, and it's a circle, mm-hmm. you need to grab that. That is some good shit. It says like I forget the company, but it says like Barat, Berta Barat, or something on top. I don't know. Mm. Gold circle, black sticker on top, French. You all, get that butter. all butter should be wrapped in gold. That is the only yeah. way to honor it appropriately. Something Agreed. that I love is that Sylvia does request butter frequently and she goes, butter, butter, <laughs> and she um, then eats it off of whatever I've put it on for her and then demands more. And we just do that until her piece of bread or cracker is so soggy that she accidentally also eats that with the butter. She she's you gotta feed those cheeks exactly exactly (laughs) we do we feed the cheeks uh uh anyways i'm like do i have more irish stuff Ooh, i finished the banshees of inna sharon sharon oh so irish yes yeah and um and i loved it and i loved it so we watched it so as in the last pod i had just watched 30 minutes of it um and then the next night we watched all of it even though it meant that I stayed up till 10 on a work night which honestly is a huge problem for me especially (laughs) because Sylvia keeps uh well I'll go into it in the motherhood minute but she was just kept waking up at three in the fucking morning um but it was worth it it was so good I loved it I would call it like I don't know it's probably like a nine out of ten because I don't know that I would really good yeah I don't know that I would always want to watch it um but it was so, like, yeah, like, I don't know. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was going to be um, while still being very sad. Love the sister character. Very dark. Um, just extremely enjoyable. Everybody watch it. I know I'm already reviewed it, so I know how good it was. But now you're getting a second, second plug for it. But did it not make you think? I loved it, but I felt like it was so dark. It made me think of, like, oh, what's the meaning of life? Like, ex- existential dread type of a feeling. You yeah. That. No, yeah. it's definitely there's definitely just sort of the the feeling that like it's really conjuring the feeling of you're waiting around to die and sort of how yeah. everyone sort of is in different ways. Like all the characters are sort of in their own way dealing with the inevitable uh, with the inevitability of death, I guess. Um so that's kind of a dark topic. Um but I really didn't come away from it feeling bummed out at all. I don't know. I think I was just in the right mood because normally I don't like to watch anything even remotely sad these days because I get um, really bummed out and really like stuck in my head about that. But that this time I was just like, damn, good movie. This is fun. Fun to watch. <laughs> That's awesome. I think it was because seeing the trailer, I went into the movie being like, 
this is gonna be a cute Irish movie about two friends. Oh. And I literally like was expecting it to be like friendship at the end. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it's like that is not the vibe. Right. I think if I if I went in thinking that, I think I would have been very depressed coming out. But I came in, I think having heard from you about it, and then I yeah. hadn't actually looked that much into it, but I definitely assumed it was just gonna be really dark and depressing. Like I didn't even know that it was being sold as like a black comedy slash drama, which is what comes up when you like search the movie. Mm -hmm. um and I think that if I had I didn't so I wasn't expecting it to be funny at all I was expecting it to just kind of be bummer 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 all the way through but like in a good way and so I was like very delighted at the humor in it um and surprised by it so definitely don't go in thinking it's a comedy if you're gonna watch it um okay speaking of the man the older man do we know Mm -hmm. his name it was it's like something Gleason yes Brendan Yes, 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 something like that. I believe he's in a movie that's old called 28 Days Later. You know this zombie movie? Yeah, you know what's funny? I saw 28 Weeks Later in theaters because of my friend's birthday, but I never saw the... Is that a sequel? Yes, a sequel. (laughs) Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We hear about this movie on TikTok, or I do, and I'm like, "Uh, perfect, Friday night movie, Adrian and I are going to watch this. Uh I try to watch 28 Days Later. It is not available on streaming i'm talking you can't buy it on amazon you can't rent it it does not exist on streaming it is impossible to watch and then i google it and confirm this is the case and everyone's Mm -hmm. like you can't even like find it on dvd like you have to like maybe get an old secondhand copy from like the library gonna say you gotta hit the library for this shit but I'm like, why does this movie not exist anymore what the fuck that's really interesting it's interesting okay you know what other movie is like that what vice world Vice Spice World, Spice World. Oh. Sp- the Spice Girls movie from our childhood. <laughs> I like randomly thought about it. I don't know. This was a couple of years ago, and so I decided to like Google to watch it because Steven never watched it, and I was like, let's see what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just like all these forums of people being like, you literally cannot rent this movie, and it's also really hard to buy. You can like buy it on eBay for like an inflated price, but there's nowhere to watch it. There are many clips of it on YouTube though. And that movie's fucking bonkers. 10 out of 10 for me as a eight-year-old or whenever it came out. Don't know how it would be now. It was um, so funny, too, because, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is interesting. There are so many people <laughs> on Reddit who are like, this is why I keep physical media. Like, this is why the importance yeah. of physical media. And I was like, fuck, because we have so many DVDs, meaning Adrian yeah. has so many DVDs. And I was kind of hoping for us to maybe declutter some of those dude (laughs) i constantly struggle with this with steven because steven has so many fucking cds that he won't get rid of um (laughs) but then it is like and like it's the same thing of like steven the only streaming service that steven uses is not like it's not a subscription streaming service he like basically he buys music on Bandcamp, and then if you've purchased music on Bandcamp, you can also stream you have access to like streaming it online um Mm you with like through their app and then you can also then you also have the actual music um so he uses that but like because steven yeah he feels very firmly of just like these subscription services are i mean one not good at paying artists and then also like yeah you don't sometimes things just disappear and then it's like cool you can't fucking find it anywhere this thing that you thought you had access to I don't know. Dang. I do want to see that. I do want to see 28 Days Later, though. Like, Stephen was also yeah. just talking about it. Like, the, he was listening to a podcast where they were talking about it. Um, Let's, like, watch it together. This okay. 
All right. That sounds fun. <laughs> we'll find it at the library. library. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we love the library. Dude, okay. Speak, I have a library-related review. Okay. Um, I, w- I basically decided that I need to learn anything about gardening because one of my major goals is to be gardening all the time lately. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was looking on the library website for gardening books. Did find a bunch. 10 out of 10. Love to find stuff at the library and put it on hold. But then I found out that for some reason the Solano County libraries just like aren't d- subscribing to the Linksys system for the month of March, which is the month mm. we are currently in. And the Links, I think it's called Linksys. I don't remember. <laughs> I might be just making that up. Um, but basically, it's like your library can obviously be borrowing from other libraries within the county, but then there's also the larger library system where I can request books to be sent from like university libraries and stuff to my public library. Mm -hmm. Um, And like the whole interlibrary loan program basically among like all of California. And for some reason, our County library just like didn't subscribe to that for the month of March. So there were several books (laughs) I wanted that are available at libraries that I could have transferred to say the Yolo County library where I used to live. Saw that on an option on the drop down box or the Sonoma County library where I lived before that saw that in the drop down list, but not my fucking Solano County library. Um, What's up with that fucking zero out of 10? I don't know why (laughs) the library dropped that subscription for like a month. We'll see if it comes back in April. I don't know. Very strange. Very strange. Maybe underfunded. Probably. Who knows? Wait, I have an exciting update for you that's unrelated. Okay, I love that. (laughs) Um, I do have a plan for myself for today. Um, Granted, I have stated I have a mild cold. Please nobody judge me. People do things with mild colds, guys. People do things. Okay. I don't think anyone should be judging you for that. Right. And unfortunately, Adrian is more sick than me. So mm-hmm. we couldn't do our fun Oscars plan that we were mm. planning. Yeah. But guess what I'm doing as a substitute? What? Julius is hosting a class. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a special one-time class. Mm-hmm. And the sole purpose of which is to learn the original music video choreography to Genie in a Bottle. Dude, that's literally the ideal, ideal class. What the fuck, dude? I'm so jealous of your access to this class. I thank you because it's truly amazing, incredible. The only thing is, as I think you know, choreo is a little hard for me. (laughs) And usually that's like only part of the class. And this is like the whole class is choreo. So I'm a little bit nervous, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but hopefully it'll still be fun. Yeah, and you just gotta you just gotta move and groove even when you don't don't remember, you know, and just know that it's gonna it's gonna take time. That's fine. I also had a great um regular class yesterday with Julius mm-hmm. <laughs> because these are the two best moments of it. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of the class where you, you go across the floor with like a random partner and you like do different moves and one of the moves is just like you strut across the floor like in a strut in a strut filled way. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we love to strut. Um, Strutting ten out of ten. Very fun. Okay, very fun. So as I was strutting, Julius was like, who is she? And was like walking right next to me. And like, it was amazing. I had a moment. <laughs> and, then, and then at the very end of the class, there was like a free moment of like party dancing. Mm-hmm. And Julius danced with me. It was uh, so fun. Dude, that's the best. I love I love this, um, this romance that you're having. <laughs> Like, it's not like, it's obviously not a romance, but I'm like, you need a a better word for whatever it is, though. But it's great. Whatever it is, it's great. He's just my dance hero. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Speaking of dance heroes, sorry, I have one more Mm -hmm. review. 
so yesterday, obviously, Adrian and I are feeling a little bit sick. We're not really doing much. We're, we're trying to find things to watch. And mm-hmm. Adrian puts on this thing on the Criterion channel that's like called A Dancer's World. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, what is this? And then I, I start watching it for a minute and I'm just like immediately mesmerized. Mm-hmm. And guess what it is? I'm like, I'm like, wow, modern dance. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Turns out, yeah, it's modern dance. It's freaking Martha Graham's like. Dude, we we're just talking about. Felt that we were just talking about. So I was like, oh my God. And it was so cool. Anyway. That's awesome. I want to yeah. watch that. We do not subscribe to any Criterion thing though. I feel like we thought about it. I remember meeting someone I used to work with at Whole Foods like a few years after we had stopped working together, um, ran into him at a restaurant. We were chatting a little bit and somehow like streaming services came up and he was saying how he only subscribes to the Criterion collection channel, whatever, (laughs) and how he's like, you really like, you know, I'd like don't miss the other ones. Like you just really don't need it. And I'm just like, wow, you're a lot cooler than me. <laughs> That's like, a lot. That's a lot. I mean, we like it, but it's not the only. I'm also thing. like, but is there GBBO on the Criterion <laughs> Collection? Excuse me. Is there selling Sunset on the Criterion Collection? There's no television whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we can't have that. Can't have that. Um. Okay. Wait. I need. I need numerical reviews. Okay. Number. Number review for strutting across the floor. Strutting across the floor, 10 out of 10. Julia's cheering me on. Absolutely 10 out of 10. Dancing with Julius at the end of class. Um, 1 million out of 10. Life affirming, life giving, my hero. Amazing. Beautiful. And then for this, what, what was it called? The Dancer's View? What did you say? A Dancer's was? World, I think is a what Dancer's it was called. Dancer's World. It was like 18 minutes long. Granted, we only watched like the first like oh, nine that's minutes. perfect. That's all. Yeah. That's my attention span. Our dinner arrived and we start, we changed gears. But, um... Yeah, so I give it so didn't watch the whole thing, but it was like very beautiful and would return to again. I give it I give it a eight point seven five. Modern dance is really cool. All right. Modern dance is cool. Okay, sometimes okay, this is this is my problem with dance, which is like I feel like in the moment of doing dance, I feel awesome. Yeah. And I often get swept up watching dance. But sometimes while I'm viewing a dance, I just sort of have a moment where I have like a viewing viewing from the outside is how it feels um yeah and where i'm just like this is so weird (laughs) (laughs) humans are so weird (laughs) that this is like a thing that we do and need to do and i'm just like what even is any of this um i hear you on that but i mean i also feel that way sometimes just like having a conversation yeah (laughs) That's fine. Just human existence. What even is it? I give it a question mark out of 10. That's a question mark for sure. I would say I also had the same thought about like, what is viewing dance? Because like the fun of dance is definitely the dancing of it, mm-hmm. not the mm-hmm. viewing of it. Yeah. Um, but this one, Dancer's World, the dancing is not that weird. And it's mm. very beautiful. And Martha Graham is like doing voiceover and saying things that I re- that really rang true for me. Like she's talking about She's literally talking about how, like, the goal of dance is, like, freedom and, like, mm-hmm. to be free, in which I was mm-hmm. like, um, who said it first? <laughs> <laughs> but, definitely you. It was definitely you. And I was, like, taking notes. She's, like, talking about discipline and, like, it was just very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is a beautiful thing. I'll have to look that up. Maybe it's on YouTube. I can only hope. She talks about how it takes 10 years. 10 years is her, like, time frame for, like, improving your dance. And I'm like, honestly, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I feel like that's a reason. I feel like how, assume, 
like trying to view anything in sort of a 10 year span of just like, even if you're not taking it literally, but that sounds so healthy because I'm just like, I feel like I'm like, okay, I'm going to like draw something and then I'm just pissed that I'm not immediately good at it. And then I just don't do it anymore. Or like with a variety of things versus like, then if you, or like even for things that I've been doing for 10 years of like actually looking at it in a long view and thinking about where I was when I started, I'm just like, Oh, even if I like haven't dedicated myself that much, or like have done it on and off or I'm not a professional at it at this point. It's just like, oh, I'm still like way, way, way better. It just like, I don't know, it's encouraging to view things in sort of a longer time frame. Yeah, I agree. We got to get off the sort of immediate results, TikTok, internet culture, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the new generations, what's up with them? <laughs> it's so true. We got to get off TikTok. That's a major goal of mine. Getting away from my phone, also another goal. Yeah. Uh... I've been, okay, I think that was what, I don't remember if I, I definitely have talked about on the pod that one of my resolutions was to like have less screen time. And mm. I definitely was successfully doing that. And now I think even residually, it's slightly less by like maybe like 20 minutes when I check my screen time uh, recording of just like it's slightly less than it was in December when I first made the resolution because I like cut it out for a little bit. But it's still it's just like I'm on my fucking phone all the time. Like I'm I'm in an Instagram hole, which I had sort of dug myself out of for a minute. But now I'm like I fell in it again. Yeah, same. <sighs> it's hard. It's, it's very hard. And it's also sometimes I like question myself because I'm like, would I really rather be reading than like watching TikToks right now? Like they're both different forms of entertainment. And I'm not like fully convinced that one is like morally superior to like the other, you know? <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely think that we make a bigger deal out of uh, reading sometimes than we need to. But I am also like, I do feel like there is something very healing for my brain that comes from focusing on something with few distractions for a longer period of time. And Instagram, TikTok, all of that is very like, just so noisy. Like, I feel like my brain is not at rest in those moments. So like, even if I might be consuming something interesting, am I actually absorbing it or like thinking about it? Or at least, like, like, is this actually relaxing? Because it's so so much, like, bombardment. That's so true. And what I've been thinking, too, is that there's just, like, other things I'd rather be doing. Like, I'd rather be standing up and, like, putting, like, organizing my room or, like, cleaning right. something. Like, there's things I'd rather be doing than just, like, passively. Yeah. and yeah. But then it's just, like, but then I'm lying down and then I'm yeah. like, it up. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. It is a toughie. Um... Dude, you know what? Okay, so I we watched a thing last night that I did fall asleep in. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we watched, um, what was it called? I think it was called Fire of Love. Um, we also that? watched that. Okay. Let's get into it. Yeah, were you trying to like get in some extra Oscars, Oscar nominees before the Oscars today? Because that was our goal. Didn't even know it's nominated. I knew I know it's nominated now, but when we watched it, we didn't even know it was nominated. Okay. Adrian okay. found it. Adrian was like, This looks so cute. And then we realized after the fact that Herzog is in some way connected to it, like has another yes. about it. What's the connection? Was just, so we watched that we watched it last night, and then when I was looking it up, there was like when I was looking at the trailer, because I was I was looking at Oscar nominated movies of like, oh, what's something we can stream before the Oscars? Um, and that one looked interesting. I watched the trailer for it. And the move, the clip that came up right after was a clip from a 2016 Herzog documentary where he interviews them. But then Steve was telling me this morning that he did a documentary just on them 
because the other one they were like part of a bigger documentary about people that chase volcanoes Hmm. um and then but he did a full documentary on them in this last year and i'm like so weird and we were like why wasn't his nominated but whatever um but yeah so fire of love for those of you who don't know is about a couple who are volcano were volcanologists yeah yeah study volcanoes um and how they like fell in love study volcanoes would get right up in the volcanoes take a ton of video and photographic footage of these volcanoes recording things analyzing and then also died uh in a volcano that they were studying um and uh yeah so it's just like a lot of really cool like lava the lava, the lava cool. was very cool the lava was very cool adrian pointed out that the, the documentary is kind of shot has some like wes anderson moments dude that is <laughs> yes yes that's exactly yes. what steven said we got part way through and you know why it's because they're wearing those goddamn red hats <laughs> just hats. like jacques cousteau which is just like the steve which is what the steve zizou movie is fucking based off of um but yeah, yeah, very Wes Anderson. Very yeah. Wes Anderson. I'm like, when is Wes Anderson making the uh, the like the, the fictionalized version of this? Oh, that's so funny. Because especially with the shot of them like peeking through like their little heads through like the little windows. I don't know. There's just so yes, many like, and, like cute moments. Right. And then them like there's a scene because they're always they're putting on their little like heat resistant suits and stuff. And at some point, like the I for, I forget Katya, the lady's name. Yeah. She's like putting on a big helmet and then What's the man's name again? No Maurice. clue. It's like Maurice or something. Sounds right. Um, and he just like throws a piece of lava rock at her head to like hit something that she just kind of like tips. I don't know. There's like these like funny little comedic moments. But yeah. And it's so just like, it's so alien. It's so it alien. Is. And it just is like astronauts, like these people going into the craters and getting super close to the lava and just insane how close they get to it. Okay. This was also making me think about life and death because I feel yeah. like they were very much like, yeah, we might die from this any day mm-hmm. now. Like they were very much aware of it, not mm-hmm. confident of like, oh, we're immune because we like know really a lot about this. Yeah. They were just kind of like, you know what? We're going to go into this volcano and if we die, we die. Right, exactly. Like their scientific curiosity and love of volcanoes was greater than their fear of death, which I find really interesting. And also, like yeah. they sort of just like mentioned that it's like they got married and decided they weren't going to have any kids, and instead they're going to be studying these volcanoes, which totally yes. makes sense to me. Because I'm like, I don't think you can have that same casualness towards death if you have kids. Um, Dude, I love to see a child. This couple, you know. Yeah, I know. And following their passions, and I was thinking about that. Of just, I, I was thinking about that while watching it. Um, and of just like the importance of like just like the deep importance to society of childless people, Um, basically, (laughs) because it's like there need to be people who can channel so much energy and passion into other things that will like improve society and civilization and our like vast knowledge that have just like. I just feel like you can't do while parenting and not to like knock parents, of course, who like many people have kids and do amazing things. But of like it is like you and I think very importantly and should be channeling a lot of your energy and love and time into your children, which means that you can't be channeling that into, say, volcanoes. Yeah, (laughs) it was interesting, though, because it's like, yeah, they're following their passions and that's incredible. But also they're like, it doesn't really matter if I live or die. And like that's also part of like childlessness i I don't know i don't know that that's necessarily true but also but i I think it's it's not even that like of just that like it's not that it doesn't matter that they well i mean okay so i did as i said sleep during part of the (laughs) 
<laughs> it was just so soothing, you know. And it, it was like, soothing. I had worked that day. I just can't. We were watching it late at night. Stephen had made me a drink. I immediately had to sleep <laughs> on the couch because it was beautiful and soothing. Highly recommend. Also, everybody, it's a tight ninety minutes. So just like yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice and slow and beautiful, but it's not gonna take three hours of your fucking day. Um, so my hat is off to to that <laughs> to a tight ninety minute movie. <laughs> Um, even if I still couldn't stay awake. <laughs> uh, You're so funny. You can sleep through anything. Yeah, I really can these days. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, um, but what I what I absorbed was not so much that like it didn't matter if they died, but just that this other thing matters so much more. And I yeah. think that that is like also like. I mean, especially in comparison to talking about, like, the Banshees of Sharon, which is, like, these people sort of dealing, like, some of them dealing with the reality of death by trying to make their lives more permanent or also just sort of, like, getting involved in the minutia of daily life. I don't know. That movie was such a sadder point of view on, mm-hmm. like, sort of how we deal with death versus just sort of, like, just really, like, you can be aware of death's constant presence in our in our lives because it is, you know, it can strike at any time. Um but of just like you can't, you still have to sort of like gung ho, just like go for the things that you're passionate about it that make life worth living. Like, I don't know, it felt very like positive, mm-hmm. I guess. And like, I think it's so good to sort of be showing people with that attitude towards death. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know, I find that very inspiring, an inspiring way to live as someone with like a lot yeah. of anxiety. Like, I was just talking to Steven about how like I, frequently find myself just being like what if one of us dies um that's just like a thought that pops into my head on like a daily basis Mm -hmm. um and it's not great um (laughs) and I'm just like I feel like it's very good for me to see people just be like it doesn't matter like I don't know yeah (laughs) other stuff matters so much more yeah that's so true it is inspiring yeah I don't know I'm glad we both watched that yeah well what's your what's your rating of uh of that well, I'm a little nervous to rate it because it is on the slower side, which is not usually what mm-hmm. I go for. So, but it was so cute. I would never rewatch it again, personally. But that's a lot yeah. of movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, like maybe seven point nine. I feel like yeah. it's like just under an eight for me. For me, I, I was thinking like a seven. It was a okay. Seven. Okay. Okay. I was being generous. Okay, it's a seven. Yeah. No, I feel like it's a seven, which is not a bad rating. And I no. also, I like, I still, I recommend everybody watch it. But definitely being like, I want to watch something sort of slow and pretty. Um, and yeah, and also just like, yeah, they're just like, it feels so sci-fi. It feels so Mm sci-fi. Like they might as well be astronauts. Um, and it's so interesting to me. I don't know. It definitely, it, it was taking me back to like when I first saw like in some movie, like what lava looks like as a kid or something and just how fucking crazy it is. It just like, it feels alive. Um, wow. It's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. I feel like I really romanticize any sort of like field scientists that go out and study stuff. Um, like I feel like that is very much like a path not taken for me that I kind of wish I had ever gotten more into science to go like do any sort of like I don't even know what you call it, like any kind of science where you're getting to like go out and observe the world. Like I think that's just like so cool. That is very, very cool. If only chemistry won at college had not been absolute hell for me (laughs) yeah 
No, sometimes, yeah, I feel like I have very romantic ideas of being like a biologist, like some sort of wildlife biologist. My uncle's yeah. a biologist, studies owls. So cool. He just like goes out and like watches owls and tags them. But then I also know it's like super hard and takes a lot of time being up in the middle of the night because he's studying owls and then has to go back and do all this annoying like data processing. And it's like, whatever. That's it's- very cool, though. Owls are really, really cool. It is really cool. It's also like I feel like it's got to be so depressing being a wildlife biologist because yeah, <laughs> because the world's pretty depressing. Because um, he works in the Sierras and it's just like oh, lots of it has burned, <laughs> lots of it has burned. Um, so is that your dad's brother? Yeah, yeah. So there's like a, fam- a familial interest in owls. Yeah, no, it's like I feel like that's probably I don't know exactly how, but because my uncle became a wildlife biologist studying owls, like that's why my dad, because my dad is a um, does math, and so he's like studied owls as part of like sabbatical things, like doing like population models and stuff. Because he was always really sciencey, and I feel like like that's why he did owls is because he could go out with his brother and Um, um, and like track them and like get data that way. Um, That's very cool. From my understanding, I don't know. Dad, sometimes you listen to this. If you hear that, feel free to correct me if that is a misunderstanding. But yeah, my dad's little little science little sci-fi boys, the Munted boys. So cool. And that's where you get that from. One brother doing owls, other brother doing physics. Other brother working at Whole Foods, killing it. Oh, yeah. Loving Star Trek though. Um, because we love the sci-fi and the family. Nice. Um, I love that. Yeah, that's pretty great. Pretty great. Um, and then here I am uh, getting paid almost nothing to be a baker. <laughs> <laughs> but doing such good things. I'm trying. And you know what? Okay, this leads me to a um, to a thing I want to review, which is I want to review recipe testing. Mm-hmm. Recipe testing, which I would say is on the one hand, one of the much funner aspects of my job because it like is the way I bring in variety. I get to like come up with new stuff. I get to test things out. And it's also one of the most irritating fucking things in my job because it's so fucking annoying when stuff doesn't fucking work. Stuff doesn't fucking work. I'm trying to do a focaccia recipe this week. Um, and honestly, I did get a pretty good focaccia out of it in my first, in my first go. Um, but I've just like, it was just so annoying because it's just like, oh, it's fucking hella cold in our restaurant this week. So it's like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm adding this much yeast because of this proofing time. We're going to make that happen. And then it's just like, oh wait, actually it's like fucking 10 degrees colder in here than these like proofing times are supposed to be done in so that it's actually going to take like two hours longer, still not be proofed enough. But I just like don't have to, I can't fucking work for 10 hours I have to fucking leave so I guess I'll just divide it up now and it's just like so annoying what I made two focaccia one of them bust cut that up I'm gonna put it in bread pudding the other one came out pretty good I don't know what to do with it though because I'm just testing it um but anyways I'm calling that a six out of ten recipe testing because again it's super super I don't know I feel like I should rate it higher like when you really nail it it's like a 10 out of 10 when you finally get that like perfect thing that you wanted that's a 10 out of 10 feeling but so it takes so many fucking zeros to get there sometimes that it's a six out of ten yeah and it's that's so frustrating and you know what i did recipe test this last week to go back to our um irish theme Ooh. um i did recipe test some irish soda bread i knew it Nasty. um 
<laughs> well, I did an American style Irish soda bread. So it had like butter and sugar. I did orange zest, caraway seeds and raisins in my test. Although we're going to do currants um, when I'm actually doing it this week. Um, you know what? That was great. And again, because I had a recipe that I'd worked on before. I just hadn't used it for a long time. And I was using slightly different ingredients. So I like didn't remember what it tasted like. But like going back and realizing a recipe you've already tested actually still works and tastes good, especially if you add other flavorings to it. That's a 10 out of 10. So that was pretty solid. That's nice. This is reminding me that I did want to make corned beef cabbage, corn, yeah. corned beef and cabbage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or something similar for Friday. Yeah, I also dude. like. I weirdly have been having this desire to just like harken back to my college days and just like go out to a bar and go crazy. Like I don't think that's in the cards for me because I also don't like staying up late. But I'm like, mm. what if we just went and partied at a bar? I mean, that sounds great. That sounds great. It could be fun. It could, it could be. be. Fun. And I mean, that's also the great thing about being as an adult is because I feel like you know. When you're when you're just a wee babe at the age of 21, you go out to a bar and maybe you're not having a great time. And you're like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I'll just drink more, spend too much money and hope this becomes a good time. Just kidding. I'm vomiting later. Um, <laughs> but as a 31 year old, you go out and you're like, oh, this isn't fun. And you're like, well, fucking go home. And then yeah. you go home and you have a good time at home and you don't feel bad about it. And it's totally great also. Um, so true. Or you go and just like drink an amount that like makes you happy and enjoy your time and not an amount that you drink just so that you can like feel socially comfortable and then vomit later. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true that I just can't drink more than two drinks, guys. I can't yeah. ever again in my life have more Mm-mm. than two drinks. But two drinks uh, is enough. Two drinks is, is enough. enough. It is. It's enough. Everyone um, embrace wait. it. I have a review. Mm. also unrelated <laughs> lay it on me lay it on me it's i have a wire update okay the wire the show <laughs> okay this is my journey with the wire watched the first season loved it second season started the first episode immediately was like this is different wrote off the whole season didn't watch mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. third season watched it was kind of distracted by my phone didn't really care for it that much <laughs> okay. okay okay but now <laughs> here we go we're on the fourth season because my friend elisa Shout out, recommended mm-hmm. me to watch this season because it's about education. And here's the thing. Mm. I misremembered and thought that was season three. So that's why I watched season three. And the whole time I'm like, <laughs> where are the kids? Where's the school? What's going on? <laughs> there was no school. But now that I'm into, I'm deep into season four and it is about schools and I'm absolutely loving it. It's really good. So okay, season so- four, The Wire, I recommend. So here's the thing. I don't really know what The Wire is. Okay, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Baltimore, all right? Baltimore, okay. baby. I've never been. Mm-hmm. Looks like a uh, the scenes make it look not that inviting of, of a city. All I know about Baltimore is the Nina Simone song, which honestly is a 10 out of 10, and it's on my baby sleep time uh, playlist. Highly recommend. All I know is the song Good Morning Baltimore from Hairspray, the musical. Mm-hmm. Also 10 out of 10. All right. Um, but anyway, and it's sort of like um, there are drug dealers and there are um, narcos, you know, cops mm-hmm. trying to shut that down. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the main, like, mm. problem Okay. In the, in the show. That's kind of what it's about. All right. But there's a lot of rich character building and it's great. But there's drugs in schools. Well, actually, the funny thing about this is it's not really about drugs in schools. It's more so about the, like how difficult it is to 
like effectively reach kids and have like a school that's actually helping Mm. yeah it's almost as if trying to put all of society's problems that cause problems in children on teachers and schools to fix doesn't work yeah so this yeah exactly (laughs) and this season it has basically this one like former cop who like Mm -hmm was a cop until he literally like killed someone an innocent like person oh, God. accidentally so now he's a teacher and you think that that's mm-hmm. gonna go horribly wrong right now it's going horribly right oh. and so we'll see what happens <laughs> well can't we do yeah. right, so how do you rate it so far i'm loving it i rate it an 8.5 i think it's All really right. good solid okay yeah. well if i'm gonna change change i mean i guess it's related to children but uh what time is it what time is that it's time for the motherhood minute. Okay, so speaking of banshees, speaking of children, <laughs> um, and speaking of something I referenced earlier on the podcast, Sylvia decided a couple days in a row, what if I wake up at 3 a.m. and just am wide awake? And these are on mm. days that I'm working. So on days that I'm working, I'm setting my alarm clock for 3.45 a.m., which is too fucking early. Way too what early. makes that a lot worse is when I'm actually getting up at 3 a.m. because my baby's a fucking awake and I'm not going to fall asleep again. And of course, yeah. and also the two nights she decided to do this in a row, which were Friday and Saturday, um, mm-hmm. she uh, didn't go back to sleep. She didn't go back to sleep for most of the time. So then I'm just like awake until my alarm. I'm like, I'm awake with her and then my alarm goes off. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I specifically wanted to talk about the Friday morning. I guess it was Thursday night, Friday morning awakening which is sylvia fucking wakes up uh and just starts going no eat eat (laughs) more more she she mainly uses more for wanting food because that's like the context of like do you want more food or do you are you all done to keep her from throwing food everywhere it doesn't (laughs) keep her from throwing food everywhere but i guess it helps a little bit (laughs) but anyway so she just wakes up in bed and more no eat eat and is like desperately just getting more and more upset. Eat, eat, more, more. And I'm oh, like, I can't eat right now. It's and I'm like looking at the phone and I'm like, it's three in the morning. Like, no. And she's just like, Meh. and so then she um, crawls over me. She sleeps in the middle of the bed. She crawls over me and off the bed and goes and stands at the door, like of her bedroom for the rest of the house, and is saying, eat more next to the door, like pointing at the door. And I'm just like, we're not fucking eating at three in the fucking morning. Like, I don't care how hungry you are right now. We're not goddamn eating right now. I was thinking, I'm like, maybe I can get her, like I had her water. She also demands water frequently in the middle of the night. Um, and so I have her water. So I'm trying to offer her water. She's like, no, no. <laughs> oh. um, and like, it's getting more upset. And then Steven's like, I'll get up and bounce her, but I have to pee. So I'm going to go pee really quick. So he gets up out of bed um, and goes like walks like towards her because he's walking towards the door. And I think she thinks he's going to like pick her up and bounce her right then or put her back mm-hmm. to bed. Um, and so she immediately goes, no, no. And is like stomping her little feet and throws herself down <laughs> on the floor. And then and this is all just like in the dark and is just like, Bleh! And then does this really fast crawl along the floor towards the bed from the floor. And I kid you not. And I'm like, again, this is like it's three in the fucking morning. I'm so tired. It's dark out. And of like, she basically goes from standing to to eat to dropping on the floor, scurrying super fast in the dark where I can like barely see her. And I'm just like, I genuinely feel a moment of like horror movie scary. 
like I'm just like, like I'm just like this is a ghoul that has possessed my daughter like this is like a the grudge situation of like a movie I've only seen the trailer of but of like it was that kind of movement of like sudden jerky movement and she's literally going like sound <laughs> And so, like, I have a movement, like, when she sort of runs, because she, like, crawl runs towards me <laughs> um, when she's going from the door of the bed, just to, like, where things are oriented. And I just have a moment of, like, genuine fear of, like, like there's a monster in her room <laughs> that is actually my baby. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I love this. This is great oh, storytelling. God. And then, um, I mean, and then Steven, he gets up and goes out of the room and then she wants to get back up in bed. So I like pick her up and then I like give her some water and then she just like chills and lies next to me. <laughs> just like, what the fuck? Yeah, but, like, doesn't have to eat anymore. I'm like, she's clearly having some sort of like a weird dream about eating or something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and then she just like lies down next to me uh, <laughs> and hangs out for a while. Uh, and I think sl- and like slowly, very slowly falls asleep, like basically just falls asleep in time for me to fucking get out of bed and get ready for work <laughs> so like 45 minutes so like like steven came back in the room and i'm like you don't have to bounce her like she's just chilling here um and i'm i'm now wide awake anyway from being absolutely terrified <laughs> um so like i'm not gonna fall asleep before my alarm goes off so steven's able to like go back to sleep and she falls asleep dude what time does your shift start that you're getting up at 3 45 5 francis I, well, okay, so so I set my first alarm for three forty-five, and then I set my second alarm for four, and I pretty much always get up at like four, or after I've hit snooze after that at four ten. But I like need that first alarm to be a little bit earlier. Yeah, I mean, I'm like that too. I'm like that too. And do you? And I like. I also like. I have to eat breakfast before work. I have to eat breakfast mm. and have coffee. And if I don't do that, I feel like shit. I have to finish both of those things. See, that is like Adrian. Adrian loves to have the coffee and the breakfast and get a slow start and i know you're like that too but i'm just like i'm more of a get the coffee in the thermos bring it with you yeah later well so the thing is i mean at this job actually it's like a, basically this is a habit i got in from working at whole foods because at whole foods you have super regimented breaks like basically you work for anything corporate and your breaks mm-hmm. are going to be like super scheduled mm-hmm. and i was working at six when i worked at whole foods six or six thirty um and most of the time and so I was like, oh, it's way too early to have coffee, way too early to have breakfast. And so, like, maybe I'd make coffee beforehand and I'd chug it or I'd bring it with me and, like, keep it in the back. <laughs> um, but I couldn't take my first 10 until somebody else showed up, um, which would be, like, a couple hours into my shift. And what would happen is that basically 45 minutes into my shift, I would be starving. Like, I would, like, yeah. want to die starving. Where drinking coffee on an empty stomach just makes you feel like shit. So yeah. it'd feel disgusting, starving, furious, and no one would be there. And because <laughs> of it being Whole Foods corporate, blah, blah, blah. People fucking tattle on you if you eat the food. Like you can't just eat food. <laughs> you have to like be on your break and out paying for it with your fucking Jesus. employee discount card. You can't like put and you're not even supposed to like put in an order before you go on break. You have to go on your break, then order your food. I can't Jesus. be like, hey, make me a sandwich so I go on break. Like people would still do it. But depending on if you worked with a fucking narc that morning, you couldn't do it. <laughs> it was against the policy. Again, it's inhumane and stupid. And like, yeah, and again, like I'm just working with food. I'm smelling coffee. I'm smelling bagels. I'm smelling fucking pizza for breakfast. And I just like can't eat yet. Um, and it was absolutely miserable. And so I just started forcing myself to eat before work because otherwise I'd be fucking miserable. And like 
it was really uncomfortable at first and I hated it. But now that's like, that's, that was like the routine I developed. Um, and yeah, it was, and then when I worked at my job after that, I literally didn't take breaks. Um, so there also wasn't a lot of time for like sitting and eating. Um, like yeah. I would bring snacks and would snack at work, but like I needed to eat beforehand too. So it's just like, that's become, that's my day now. It's my lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, but that's so early, damn. That's, that's painful. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not ideal. um like I've definitely woken up at 4 15 before and I can kind of like quickly eat breakfast drink coffee and get out the door like really quickly that's like about as late as I can push it but like four for me is like the target time yeah it's funny though because I'm like I'm like you should do this but actually I wake up at 6 45 to be there at eight so that's the same amount of time (laughs) as you yeah although I mean your travel time I think is longer than mine yeah, my travel time's like twenty seven minutes, twenty eight minutes. Yeah, my travel time is eight minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, and that's also true of like I would imagine because like if I were taking public transportation, then I could like bring my coffee and a snack on yeah. sub on the subway or something. But I'm like, and I do drink my coffee in the car when I'm like running late. Uh, but yeah. I can't be like eating while traveling. I don't know. It's true. It's true. But yeah, so Sylvia had a ghoulish sleep and then the next day also woke up at 3 a.m. like the same time and was just like rolling around the bed awake, blah, blah, blah. And like also and then was awake for a full 45 minutes. And then I'm just like, like, again, like I would normally want to stay in bed until four. But because she's awake, I'm just like, well, I'm fucking getting up. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Just sit in here to not sleep and have her like roll on my belly over and over again and then kick me in the face. Um very bad and i just like don't know what the fucking deal was but this morning she slept in until six which would have been uh or no she slept until seven which would have been six uh okay daylight saving so that's not bad so i'm hoping whatever it was like maybe she was just like farty i don't know i don't know why the fuck she was up so early but it was better today so fingers crossed that that stays that's very good yeah and i okay i have one other then oh so i'm rating that whole thing that was a two out of ten two out of ten for her waking up at 3 a.m becoming a small ghoul on a fucking work night um and then i have one other short uh motherhood minute thing that is a cute thing let's hear it which is sylvia saying chair and sitting on different things (laughs) for example in our backyard we're outside and there's a small pile of dirt or a mound of dirt and so she sits on it chair chair (laughs) on that or we're on a walk outside and there's like somebody has like you know like concrete like stones as like a wall around the edge of their yard and she sits on that and says chair chair (laughs) sit sit and then she really likes when I sit next to her like that's a thing that she demands for me frequently so Mm -hmm. she'll go and be sitting on the retaining wall she'll be sitting on a pile of dirt she'll be sitting on the edge of our patio saying chair and then pointing next to her like sit 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 (laughs) um and i like that extremely cute oh she also she did this also like sitting on like our windowsill of like a big window she had she like perched her little butt on the edge of the the edge of the windowsill and just chair chair (laughs) Uh, that's very cute yeah that's it i would say it's a 10 out of 10 most of the time but sometimes she's so insistent that i sit with her and then refuses to get up and i'm like we've just been sitting on the edge of somebody else's yard for like five minutes and I'd like to like go home or keep walking and she just like gets fucking furious and throws a tantrum when we try and leave so then it drops it down a little bit to like an eight out of ten overall because of that very negative thing 
but usually it's a 10. Well, that is good. I don't have any more reviews. <laughs> <laughs> I want to review this freaking genie in a bottle class. I can't wait. I hope it's not a humiliating experience. No, I think it'll be beautiful. All right, well, let's um let's quick let's quick review. Let's just give some number of reviews to random Irish things we can think of to make Yes. Say okay. Thing. Okay, wearing green on St. Patty's Day. I always forget. I always forget. So I'm going to give it a 4. Yeah. I think 4 is reasonable cuz on the one hand like I don't mind that as a tradition, but if somebody fucking pinches me because I forgot <laughs> to wear green, zero out of ten, fuck you. That's crazy. You pull the old, it's my underwear is green. I feel like a lot of kids did that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that, Um, I mean, that's a good move. I should have, I should have done it. I should have done it. I should have yeah, I think when I was a kid, I used to just be like, my eyes are green. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It was No one let that count. No one would let that slide, unfortunately. Okay, other things. Guinness. Guinness? Oh, I haven't had one in like a million years, but I, I enjoy it. It's smooth. Mm-hmm. Got the nice foam. Yeah. I give it a Guinness. I give a seven. Mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, I think I would have given it like, a, if I, okay. Fran in college, drinking beer, trying to be cool, college kid drinking beer, would have been like, this is like a five or a six because it's like not very alcoholic. It's not super flavorful, blah, blah, blah. I want a stout Mm -hmm. with body. Now, (laughs) Fran is a 31-year-old who can barely drink two drinks at a time. I'm like, this is a 10. It's so light, (laughs) light, like a nice, like. Nice and light. Yeah, just nice and light. So drinkable, enjoyable. (laughs) I love a Guinness now. I also loved the Guinness Museum in Dublin. I highly recommend that was fun. Very fun as a college student. I think you you went there when you went to Ireland before, right? Yes, with my dear friend Anna. Shout out. We had an amazing trip. Beautiful. Beautiful. And Some... it's a fun museum. It's a real fun museum. Very, very, very large. <laughs> Six <laughs> I want, floors. I want to go back to Ireland and just stay in Dublin and like drink at pubs and go to the Guinness Museum. And that's all I want to do. Um, okay. Other Irish things we've talked. I mean, we've talked extensively about full Irish breakfast on this podcast and Irish soda bread. So we can, Wait, I have one. Okay. An Irish wool sweater. Oh, an Irish wool sweater. Okay. This is hard because on the one hand, yeah. like 10 out of 10, warm, beautiful, lovely. On the other hand, maybe itchy. a little bit allergic to it. Itchy. A little bit itchy. Very can't, itchy. Can't throw it into my washing machine. No. Ugh, I want to say it's like a. Like to view a ten out of ten in my imagination, a ten out of ten. In reality, it's like a six. Okay, the beautiful Irish wool sweater I got with you and Stephen when we were mm-hmm. there, I have never worn pretty much because I'm the same thing. It's like mm-hmm. it's so nice to look at. Yeah, and it's so it's so uncomfortable. I was just thinking about because I we I think all of us bought sweaters. Obviously, yeah. how if you go to Ireland and don't buy a sweater, literally, what are you doing? Did you even go? Um, did you even fucking go? um so mine's in my drawer and i was just thinking about how i should put it on for st patrick's day oh i should it's <laughs> a festive too. outfit and then i'm just like will i be sneezing the whole time <laughs> i think if i wear a flannel under it so then i'm like having a collar and also having long oh. sleeves that might be the way to go so it's got to be fucking cold because yeah. you got to wear like a full long sleeve situation under it so that you don't get too itchy i'm gonna be sweating i'll take an allergy pill idea. beforehand <laughs> <laughs> it's also that's the thing is it's not like the most flattering like mine's like a pull over the head kind of oh yeah it's a, it's, it's a puffy it's a puffy it's guy. not flattering yeah you're you're getting the homie you got that irish homie look comely yeah. is that a phrase very Brendan gleason not so much colin farrell 
Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, Colin Farrell. How do we rate Colin Farrell? Um, I mean, he's okay. He's actually not my favorite. I love the accent, so I'll always love the accent. Oh yeah, the know. accent so, is a ten. With the accent, I give a seven. All right, yeah, I think I think that's a solid. I think that's a solid choice. Um, his what about hair is Brendan very Gleason? much like. Wait, sorry. His hair is very much like the middle school boy, like flip up the top. Yes, with the gel. I'm not loving. He's that. got a big, big douche vibes a lot of the time. <laughs> I feel like, but not in this movie. Not in the Banshees and a Sharon, um, yeah. which I appreciated. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm just because I'm thinking of like when he became a hot boy when I was a teen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he definitely had big douche vibes then. But now he's like older, playing goofier characters. Okay. But Brendan Gleason, to return to your question, mm-hmm. um, very charming accent, old man. I would say and love that he's in the Harry Potter movies. And I saw a clip of him doing an interview in Irish, which he speaks fluently. Love to hear mm-hmm. it. Um also a seven. <laughs> but I don't know I'm, him that well. I'm gonna give him an eight or a nine just for okay. how interesting it is to look at all of the lines on his face. He has a deeply creased face. Yeah. Um and I find that really interesting. I love interesting creases in someone's face. Love to stare at it. Nice. Okay, perfect. Um, what else is Irish? What else is Irish? Okay. Uh, Lock moment. Okay. No, okay, you go. You go. That was that one. You go. <laughs> All right, how about the Cliffs of Mower that we went and visited <gasps> Ireland? Stunning. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. <laughs> that was amazing. I loved seeing the Cliffs that of Mower. That was beautiful. That was a perfect 10. That was a perfect that 10. Um, Google it if you haven't viewed them before. Check it out. Okay. Little, little Irish cows everywhere. Oh, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Very Irish cute. cows blocking the road and the roads that are already only like <laughs> three feet across somehow, despite your car being six feet across. That's like a four out of 10 for the That's sheer horror. <laughs> also, like stone walls lining the roads that if you do veer off road, you'll just crash into a stone wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a weird choice. The stone walls are cute, though. It is cute. And I do sing a Planksty song to Sylvia where he talks about sitting on a stone wall to hear two lovers talk. And um, I also like that. So the stone walls, I don't know, I'm going to say five out of ten. Because it was actually shocking how two cars could fit on this what seemed like a single lane road lined by two stone walls um, when someone would accidentally come coming the opposite direction. It's kind of shocking that we survived. It was very shocking. It was actually very stressful. Dinging mm-hmm. the rental car, very stressful. But wait, how would you? Okay, what's the band, the Irish band that sings "Shipping Up to Boston"? Um, I have no idea. Okay, never mind. But we listen to them a lot over here in this household, and we plan to listen to their concert again on St. Patrick's Day. I feel like I should. Is it? Is it's like one of those like punky Irish bands? Yeah, yeah. It's probably like like oh, fuck. What are they on? There's like the young Dubliners. No, that's a different thing. I don't know. Oh my and like gosh. flogging Adrian, Molly is a band. It's one of those. Yeah, it's like I, I have. Like I don't listen to like when basically. I think I've mentioned this before. Steve and I basically listen to Planksty. We listen to <laughs> the guy that is the lead guy for Planksty. Um, but also we have some Chieftains records, and the Chieftains are fucking solid too. I love that shit. I don't know them. I'm gonna check them out. Listen to uh, the Chieftains. Everyone, I hope you had a really good St. Patrick's Day, and I feel mm-hmm. like we should probably close it on that. Okay. All right. Good day. <laughs> good day, as they <laughs> always say in Ireland. What's an Irish thing to say? Cheerio. Um, top of the morning. <laughs> top of the morning. Yeah, I don't know. Ta.
Okay. This is British again. I'm, I can't yeah. do anything but British. <laughs> I just can't do anything. I have zero memory for this. This is why it is a true crime that Stephen refused to sing on our pod for us. Because he does such a good Irish accent when he's imitating their singing. Because he oh listens to gosh. it all the time. He should do it. I love a good accent. Everybody listen to Planksty. If you have good Irish music, send us a wreck. What's your favorite Irish band? The Cranberries? Blanksty, Flogging Molly, The Chieftains, Enya, Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> Lay it on us. You too. We love Bono. Just kidding. He's okay. <laughs> but I do I do enjoy some 80s U2. I can't knock it. I love it. We I feel like we've covered that. We've we covered that on have. the pod. I was literally just gonna mention it. It was not gonna go into it, but uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Thank you for stopping me. Um but yeah, what's your favorite Irish music? How are you saying how did you celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Send us an email to tell us about it. Franonavapod at gmail.com. Oh, quick update. Ooh. Um, unfortunately, only one of our husbands has reviewed the <laughs> pod. Unfortunately. <laughs> I've been checking multiple times a day mm-hmm. because I'm awaiting the other husbands. You know what is review. funny is that so Stephen overheard me us recording our podcast last week where I was um, doing a little... Just a little complaint about how he has not uh, reviewed the pod on Apple Podcasts. And he Mm -hmm. mentioned to me when I came out of the room, he's like, oh, I heard your last review. I do really need to review it. And I was like, yeah, do it right now. And then I guess he fucking didn't. Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll give you an update next week, listeners, of if my husband is a 0 out of 10 or a 10 out of 10. Because it's going to be one of those. There's no <laughs> in-betweens. This is a deal breaker. This is this is a deal breaker. Agreed. A moment in marriage or a moment in divorce. We'll find out. <laughs> Tune in next week. Um, but yeah, so also hit us up on our Instagram, the Ryuku Pod. Um, send us a text. I don't know. Okay. Talk to us. We love you. <laughs> You're perfect tens. You are the best. Okay, bye, Franny. Bye, My Irish queen. Oh, bye. bye. <laughs>